Welcome to Evolve, Reinventing Leadership, Building Freedom Cultures, with thought leader and award-winning author, Yvette Bethel. This podcast provides you with insights and ideas you can use to reinvent your culture through trust and the principles of interconnectivity, flow, and balance. At a time when the world is rewriting the rules of work, traditional leadership practices are not enough. It's time to perceive persistent challenges through a new lens. It's time to evolve. Welcome again to Evolve. I'm Yvette Bethel, and in this episode, we will explore what it means to release power and control and how to go about it. Why should business owners or executives release power and control when most people are trying to accumulate it? One reason for it is that when a company shifts from conception and inception to survival and growth, the founder or CEO has to relinquish power at each stage so others can be equipped to lead and make decisions within their authority. Otherwise, the business will only grow its capacity to the ceiling created by not sharing power and control. (laughs) In reality, Power is not always easy to release. Using power can morph into an attachment, addiction, or an entitlement. And in some cases, power and control becomes part of the owner's identity. People integrate power into their identity because of the status, lifestyle, and authority that it makes possible. When power becomes an attachment or entitlement in the workplace, and employees or customers offer ideas and opinions about the company, the suggestions or complaints can sometimes be perceived as a personal affront by the owner. This happens because the organization is a dream that they manifested through multiple sacrifices, celebrations, and sometimes painful trials, so it's difficult to listen to grievances. When founders are at a stage in their personal lives where they are ready to release the reins of their business, what was once a source of excitement and possibility can become the basis for frustration and entrapment in the absence of a succession plan. What's interesting is that even though some of these business owners know that they need to release power, they are emotionally, mentally, and physically drained and their trust in the successor is not at a comfort level. That uh, so it, it's not easy to let go, as they or not as easy to let go as they thought it would be. Now, some leaders may be in the process of developing a successor. When their commitment is superficial, they appoint someone, but they don't really invest in them or transition power. Instead, they overload the person. Uh, that they're supposed to be developing with transactional and urgent work. Other owners may not identify a successor for development. When this happens, hiring an unknown person when the owner is about to step down from a leadership position is a high risk, or it can be one. Not necessarily because the successor cannot lead, it's because the new leader brings habits, beliefs, and assumptions from a different culture. So their approach to leadership may or may not be compatible with the the existing organizational culture and systems and future plans. Founders who identify a successor invest in their leadership 
technical and cultural development. They recognize that their successor will not be a replica of themselves, so they seek someone who has the skills and disposition needed to future-proof the organization. They recognize that what got the organization to where it is now is not what's required to take it into the future. When a successor is uh, selected for development, one of the first barriers to overcome is the founder's perception. The owner or CEO may be consciously or unconsciously seeking someone like themselves, using this as the primary criteria for fit and readiness. When owners and CEOs seek a version of themselves, instead of first identifying the skills needed for the role and the future of the company, they are limiting the organization to what was required in the past. This is understandable because owners trust themselves and how they ran the business profitably. They created a formula that worked. Another potential barrier to transitioning power is culture. If team members are conditioned to view the owner as the only decision maker, if the founder or CEO doesn't adequately delegate power and authority before or during the handover, it's difficult to convince team members that a transfer of power happened. And even though they may seek the successor's approval on the surface, they sometimes seek informal or final approval from the owner. There is another barrier to transferring power that can emerge. If co-workers are in a comfort zone when it comes to the distribution or lack of distribution of power, they may not be willing to accept challenge or changes that threaten the perceived distribution of power. For example, an employee has the authority to approve work because the current owner trusts them. The successor may prefer to hold on to authority for that approval process as they don't have the same trusted relationship. Shifting the power back up the hierarchy, this causes a loss of power, which can, perceive neg can be perceived negatively and lead to resistance to change, impacting the efficacy of the incoming leader. A third barrier to transferring power that shows up is when the owner insists that they have let go. And perhaps from their perspective, they did let go because they changed some of their behaviors. But the new delegation of power and authority was not communicated. The command and control system did not visibly change. Or the previous CEO is leading and influencing from the margins. So employees view of the successor as powerless. In other words, while some power may have been released, it wasn't enough to shift employees' perception of the power structure. A fourth barrier to releasing power happens when structures and systems are not adequate for operating an organization and the new CEO lacks the technical and leadership competency mix necessary for the owner to trust enough to delegate power and authority. In other words, there was a hiring error and for multiple reasons, the founder is trying to support the new CEO's success.
When we come back, we will explore what you can do to release power effectively. Organizational Soul is a mission-driven organization and network where we specialize in trust in academia, families, and organizations. We are building a community of leaders who are interested in trust and culture. If you are interested in our updates, you can sign up for our newsletter at orgsoul.com. As a thank you for joining our community, you can access our free resources that are designed to help you build your brand as a trusted leader as you contribute to safe space. Sign up now at orgsoul.com. Hello, this is Yvette Bethel and welcome back to Evolve. As promised, here is how you can release power. When interviewing CEOs who have easily released power, even those who had multiple challenges along the way, we found that trust is the basis for their release. For some, once they trust the person they are transferring their vision and legacy to, and they are self-aware, they tend to let go power more seamlessly than those who may not be as self and other aware. Some of these founders build their trust by considering succession long before they are ready to retire and deliberately work toward meaningfully developing others. They are aware of the cultural norms, systems, and structures that hold the power structure in place. So they don't only address their own power habits, they take the time to impact the beliefs, assumptions, systems, and structures embedded within the culture. Some founders who plan for succession have a healthy relationship with power and they are aware of how they use it, keeping themselves in line because they know that power is a test of who they truly are. One CEO was of the opinion that some business owners and CEOs can become hoarders of their dream or vision and the power they use to bring it to life. This means that the pace and quality of the transition of power can be anywhere on the spectrum from, relative, from a relatively rapid pace to one that's very slow to non-existent. Trust in the context of releasing power is a function of competence, relationship building, success, successor development, a proven track record, reliable systems and structures, and results. In best case scenarios, the transitioning founders and CEOs allow the next in line to discover their unique leadership style. Understanding the notion that the right differences can potentially take the organization to the next level. When transitioning owners, ownership from, or, or leadership from one person to another, the shift of power starts within. Whether you are a business owner or a CEO, it's natural to feel deeply connected to the business and operating it a certain way. Keep checking yourself for narratives that are causing you to hold on to power that should be delegated. It's easy to slip into your old power patterns so learn to recognize your control patterns and commit to releasing control at an appropriate pace so your team members can grow professionally. Next, build your trust willingness. If this means investing in your successor for peace of mind, then do so. Even if you're selling your business, trust is important. 
Next, address emotions that cause you to hold on to your power. Address your fears related to potential risks, judgments, and most importantly, take steps to disentangle the business from your identity. Next in the list is restructure your work and restructure it over time so you can release power, authority, and your duties according to your plan. Then, after looking at yourself inwardly, work, your say, work yourself outward. So the next step would be support your successor with building relationships with key stakeholders. Then determine the alignment of the core values of your successor with the core values of the business. And as a final, and well, not so final, but <laughs> number three, uh, delegate authorities to multiple senior team members in an effort to properly balance the power as you transition out. You're not the only one releasing power during this process. You're part of an interconnected ecosystem, so others will feel the effects of this redistribution of power. For instance, reporting lines can change, decision-making authorities may change, and workflows may change. For employees, their old power narratives can continue to play out because assumptions and beliefs don't necessarily change overnight. To start shifting internal narratives, it takes repetition of new narratives and consistent modeling of the new behaviors. Inconsistency holds the old power structure firmly in place. When releasing power and control, the pace of the person releasing the power is unique to the person and the circumstances. It depends on the culture, the owner's capacity for or willingness to let go, as well as the successor's capacity to take on more responsibility. Finally, when releasing power, the shift in the balance of power is a process that involves new habit forming, accountability, self and other awareness, and adaptability. You can take two steps forward, one back, two steps back, and two steps forward. The dance is unpredictable and nonlinear. Therefore, it takes commitment, courage, and competence for all concerned. As the person releasing power, be sure to do your inner work. Consider how the power served you. If you're dependent on it, then ask yourself, are you really letting go? You can tell if you're still in the bottleneck because people are still seeking your final approval. As your blind spots come into focus, you build your emotional intelligence. You can build your emotional intelligence skills to better equip yourself to address the expected and unexpected emotions that arise within you, as well as members of your team as power shifts. This has been Yvette Bethel. And you can connect with me at www.orgsoul.com or you can find me on LinkedIn. Thank you for joining me for this uh, episode and I invite you to join me next time at Evolve, Reinventing Leadership, Building Freedom Cultures. Thank you for listening to Evolve, Reinventing Leadership, Building Freedom Cultures. Learn more about our proprietary trust, leadership, and culture courses and certifications at the IFB Academy. You can check them out at organizationalsoul.learnworlds.com.